This week at Macy's, get great deals on fashion and home essentials. Update your wardrobe with 20% off new spring shoes and sneakers and 20 to 50% off fresh looks for him and her. Plus, transform your space with Lux Hotel Collection Bedding, now 40% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Episode 16.4, DB, this has been a marathon. 3.14, oh, what's, what's pi? 3.1412 or something? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Okay. <laughs> this is episode 16.4, which is our fifth We're episode. We're grinding for the fans. Back to back to back to back to back. Five days in a row. Grinding. Take that, Pat Riley. No one does that. It's been fantastic, DB. It has. Uh, we've fun. had some wonderful guests, guests. Uh, during this five five. A lot uh, of honesty, a lot of... We've Rawness. had Colin Frazier, so many quotes. Roman Volpat. Uh, Rob Strauber. Tony Granato was amazing in the last episode. Yes, he was. And we've lined up another great guest, DB. This is a guy who I'm really pumping his tires. This yep. is uh, Steven Nelson. Mm-hmm. He is the voice of the USA Games, um, the USA, the Team USA Games, that is, at the World Junior Championships. You know, we haven't talked enough about the juniors, John. Uh, well, <laughs> in my opinion, we haven't. We could do another 10 episodes on this. But, uh, I mean, this is it, no, it's been great. This, we wall are, the wall. We're on the eve of the World Juniors. This is John Hoven's Christmas Eve. It is. To, to be, from a hockey standpoint. It is. it is. So we'll talk about the World Junior Championships. We're going to talk a lot about L.A. Kings prospects. Yep. And then, DB, coming up in the third period, I have something special here. We're going to do a hockey festivus. That's okay? right. I know I represent Christmas. I know you represent Hanukkah. We That's can right. come together. We can represent hockey festivus. <laughs> and we're going to air our grievances we sure in are. the third period. Okay? Okay. Let's get through the first. And then we have Steven Nelson coming in for the second period. So, um Look, I want to just start with prospect rankings because this yeah, episode please. is centered on the World Juniors. Yeah. Uh, the prospect rankings are coming up. The top 10 LA Kings prospects. Mayor's Manor will be all over it. But I want to give you a sneak peek. I'm thinking about doing something a little bit different this year, DB, okay. and that is instead of just ranking all of them mixed together, the defensemen, the forwards, yeah, and the yeah. goaltenders, I'm thinking about pulling the goalies Gooping out mm-hmm. and doing it separate. Okay. Um, just because it's so difficult to rate Cal Peterson relative to a Turcotte and some of right. the, so much talent has been infused into the organization That's part of it, right. that I can now sort of pull these out. Cal Peterson obviously will be number one. I don't think there'll be a lot of drama as everybody waits for that. But uh, I will tell you, um, a lot of the people I've been talking with, and, and as you know, DB, I talked to the coaches and the general manager. Talk to everyone, I talked to the scouts. Everyone. I talked to a lot of people. Man, there is a lot of debate about Jacob Ingham and Lucas Perrick, and you could probably really? flip a coin. Right just those two guys are thought very very highly of in the organization. Do you have an ETA for your uh, rankings? Um, usually I try to get them going about a week after World Juniors, so just okay. roughly call it January 10th. We'll start rolling those out. We'll Beautiful. start out with the honorable mentions, um, and then we'll get into probably the goaltenders, and then we'll go into the top 10. I think there's definitely going to be some surprises um, for people, and and look, the whole thing is to also create some discussion and some debate Absolute, as well, that's what it is for. because everybody sort of sees players differently, no different than when you go to the draft. Agreed. Every one of the 31, now 32 two teams they have a different list so uh fans, this, you got to pay attention this year of any season 
this would be the year to pay attention to John's rankings because they're coming. Yeah, all these players are coming. coming. So, of course, we'll have detailed scouting reports on everybody, including Turcotte and Velarde and uh, Kaliev and Thomas yeah. and Dudas and, and all these guys. So uh, be looking out for the prospect rankings. And if, you, if you're if you new to the to the game here, DB, you can go to mayorsmanor.com. There's the tabs across the top, and right. one of them says prospect rankings. You can click in there, and you can go back, and you can read all of the detailed reports right. over the last couple of years, and you can look and see who was ranked where and why and all that sort of good stuff. I'm I'm also going to try to add something new this year, DB, and I'm going to try to add when their NHL, uh, when they're projected to arrive in the NHL, great, because yeah. I get a lot of questions about sure. that. So I'll, I'll try to remember to include that. Um, next up here, the uh, World Juniors. With those coming up, there are nine players. They've been confirmed. We've talked mm-hmm. about them on previous shows, but now all the rosters are in. Um, so Turcott and Kaliev will represent Team USA. Uh, Aiden Dudas and uh, Kiel Thomas for Team Canada. Kapari, Kim the Finn on Team Finland, of course, and then Fajimo and Bjornfoot on Sweden, and Lucas Perrick will be uh, with the Czech Republic. Now, a couple of footnotes here. Perrick is not the starting goaltender. Where mm-hmm. the, the first eight players that I named there, they're all going to play significant roles. Perrick is not the number one goaltender on the Czech team. Uh, Anaheim, actually, the Ducks have a prospect who's the top goaltender, and he's a, a year ahead of him as well. But as I always like to remind people in a tournament like this, if a goaltender has one bad game, then the other yeah. goaltender gets right. to start, and if he's hot, he could steal the net, and then he could go on a run. So there's there's no guarantee that Perrick's not going to steal the net, but right. he is going to he is expected to play games regardless. So you should be able to watch uh, what's going on there. Um, and here's the schedule. Okay, so twelve twenty six Boxing Day, the tournament kicks off. Right. Actually, let me take a quick step back. I've had a couple people blowing me up on Twitter because they were freaking out that Turcotte and Kaliev were buried down on the bottom six in the exhibition games. Realized oh that. Well, realized that there were still cuts to be made by the U.S., right. so they needed to evaluate some of their other players. Turcotte was a lock on the team. Kaliev yeah. was a lock on the team. So don't be too concerned about where those guys were playing. You'll see them play uh, more important roles as the uh, as the tournament gets going. Just imagine Caulfield with Turcotte and Kaliev. That's 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 one of the lines that they spent yeah. some time looking at. That's pretty amazing. By the way, Caulfield had four goals <laughs> with an amazing assist by Turcotte in one of them, but four goals in the uh, final exhibition game. Uh, and you can set your DVRs, set your calendars, your alarm clocks, whatever. The four U.S. games in the opening round will all be at 10 a.m., so that's pretty important okay. stuff. 10 a.m. Pacific time. 10 a.m. Pacific time, yes. Okay. okay. Uh, little Also, a little footnote here, DB. I'm not yeah. sure if you saw my Twitter feed, but... Uh, Chipotle, I never look at it. No. Chipotle yes, I is, saw that, is sponsoring Team USA, and I the irony that. of this is yes. so thick because, as most people I'm sure listening know, I, I just talked to Turcotte last week, and he was saying that he's, <laughs> he's dialed it back that's on awesome. that Chipotle. And, then, and now karma. Chipotle sponsors... Team USA, there really is not a, a funnier sponsor for Team USA yeah. than Chipotle. It's and that's going to go in the room after the game, and there's going to be 20 piles of Chipotle. Exactly. Yeah, so it, if he wasn't <laughs> sick with Chipotle before, he probably is going to be by the end exactly. of this tournament. So there you go. Uh, you couldn't bring Chipotle to, to the Czech Republic, but they put Chipotle on the jersey. So that's. <laughs> and you might know something interesting, too, DB. When the, I don't know if uh, anybody out there has ever noticed this, but when the games. When the World Juniors are in North America, right. they don't do the sponsorship on the jerseys. Oh, really? Not that I ever remember. Okay. Uh, but when the games are over in Europe, they do. So this is the European way. It is the European right. way. It is. Um, all right. So uh, twelve twenty six, the games open up. You get Sweden and Finland, and you also get U.S.-Canada. Both games are on at 10 a.m., but the U.S.-Canada game, of course, will be the live. game that's on live on the NHL Network 
both on NHL Network Radio and NHL Network TV. So be looking out for that. Set your DVR. You can catch the Sweden-Finland game later on in the day. So you get Kings on Kings crime in both of those games. You have four <laughs> Kings prospects in the U.S.-Canada game and four Kings prospects in Sweden-Finland. That's a barn burner way to open up the tournament. Absolutely. Um, on Friday, the U.S. plays against Germany. And then um, on Saturday, the U.S. has off, but Canada does play Russia. That'll be a pretty big, a big tilt. On Sunday, 1229, again at 10 a.m. in the morning, you get U.S. and Russia. So that'll be uh, interesting to watch there. On Monday, 1230, the U.S. will be playing the Czech Republic. We'll have to see if Perik is in goal. You could get some Kings on Kings crime there. And then this really weird deal where normally New Year's Eve is a big deal in the World Junior Tournament. Right. The U.S. Is, is not even playing on, on New Year's Eve which is great because I'm busy. Uh, <laughs> but Sweden is playing, Finland is playing, and Canada is playing, but none of them are playing against each, each other. other. Right. So uh, a rather boring slate of games, but they are important games because those are, each team plays four games in the round robin, robin. and um, you need to try to get as many points as you possibly can because that sets up the seeding mm-hmm. for the quarterfinals. So there are five teams in Pool A, five teams in Pool B. The top four in each pool advance and then the bottom two teams play in a regulation round, and one of them is going to get booted out. So Germany is coming back into the main group this year after being relegated before. Right. They got Uh, run out, though. Did I say regulated a minute ago? It's relegated. relegated. Yeah, they were were relegated. Now they're back in, and um, so it'll be interesting to see. And Kazakhstan has been on the border before, and they're, they're... they're pushing. Um, so the quarterfinals begin on 12-2. So uh, you do get New Year's Day off. But on Thursday, 12-2, that's the big day one, because two. all four quarterfinal games happen one, on 12-2. 1-2. I'm sorry. I said 12-2? Yeah. One, I'm so excited, DB. I, I, just, so, I, have, I have the days yourself. mixed up. I have everything. That's okay. Yes, January 2nd, 2020. 2020. Thursday. Wow. You get the four quarterfinal games. They'll be on NHL Network mm-hmm. Radio and TV. And then you get Friday off. Uh, and then Saturday, January 4th, you get the two semifinal games, and then on Sunday, you get the bronze medal game and the gold medal game. Now, the bronze medal game is on at 6 in the morning Pacific time, mm-hmm. and then the gold medal game is on you'll at 10, on tape t- 10 a.m. You'll, you'll I'll be up at 6. You'll be up at, I'll be up at 6 on Sunday. You, had, you didn't go to sleep, that's why. I'll I'm probably just stay up all night. That's yeah, lots of Red Bull and, exactly. and Starbucks, but I'm going to be watching the bronze and the gold medal game. Okay. Uh, but here's the deal, DB. Um See if you can follow me. I, I, it's like you, you don't like talking math to somebody over the phone. It's very difficult. Normally, yeah. math is better with a whiteboard. Carry the two, and yeah. this might look better on a whiteboard, but okay. I'm going to try to voice this over. I'm going to give you over. my predictions, okay? Okay, let's go. In the one pool, I have Sweden finishing number one mm-hmm. and Finland finishing number two. Okay. So they would be 1A and 1B. Right. In the other pool, what's commonly being referred to now as the death pool, uh, I have the U.S. finishing one, and I have Canada finishing two. Mm -hmm. So what that means is if all four of those teams advance in their quarterfinal game, that would set up the semis. And very rarely do the top four teams all end up making it because there's always an upset. Upset, But if the four teams did, this is what you would get. You would get in uh, in the semifinal games. Um, 1A would end up playing 2B. So Sweden would end up playing Canada. So you'd have a lot of Kings prospects involved in that one. And Finland and the U.S., which is a rematch of the gold medal game from Vancouver last year. So not only would you get four Kings prospects, but some really bad blood. I'm sure Mikey Anderson would be tuning in for that one uh, from from last year when, when Finland beat the U.S. up in Vancouver. And then, of course, if everything worked out perfectly... Um, Europe would be hoping for Sweden, Finland. Right, right. But North America would be hoping for a final <laughs> US of U.S. Canada. Canada. So 
That's no, you walk me through that fine. That's how I, I see things lined up. Sweden and Finland winning their pool, and U.S. and Canada winning their pool. Yeah. And uh, we'll have to see where things go from there. So, so, DB, that's a quick look at the World Juniors. But, hey, enough of me. Let's bring in Steven Nelson yes. for the second period. He is going to be calling all of the U.S. games. He made his debut on NHL Network calling the World Juniors last year. I yeah. thought he did a phenomenal job. Really excited to talk to him. He was also recently out at, uh, at the Team USA camp in Michigan. Uh, so he's going to be bringing us up to speed after the break. Maybe light a candle. Don't say a prayer for me. Feel alone, cause I'm gone. I left you late Christmas your Welcome back to the second period, Kings of the Podcast. And uh, anybody listening, DB, they know that I've been talking about the World Junior Championships. You've been all over it, this, this is my this favorite. Is time. This is it. This, this is, is my true Christmas. Day after Christmas and Christmas. you got two Christmases in two days. You're, you're absolutely right. This is the best two weeks of the year. We're joined now on Kings of the Podcast, his uh, inaugural visit into Kings of the Podcast, Stephen Nelson from NHL Network. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, guys. I really appreciate you burning an episode like this on me. <laughs> no, this is going to be this is going to be fabulous. And for people that don't know, you're you're all over the place. You're, you're one of the real up and comers yeah, in, sure. in, in yeah. the world here. No. You're you're on MLB Network. You're doing NHL Network, and you're going to be calling all of the Team USA games during the World Junior Championships. Um, so so just to help tee this up a little bit, give people a little bit of your backstory. From what I understand, you grew up in Southern California. I think you told me you mm-hmm. went to high school in Huntington Beach or something like that. So just tell everybody kind of your backstory. Uh, sure. Yeah, it's um, I born and raised Southern California, born in Long Beach. Uh, I, I, Huntington Beach is home, though. See, so, yeah, I went to went to high school in HB at Marina. Didn't go far for college. Chapman University, you know, right there in Orange, mm-hmm. uh, down the street from the pond or, or Honda Center. Um, and yeah, so I and there was all in on on sports broadcasting throughout school. It's what I studied. Um, you know, interned all over uh, the region, Fox Sports West, uh, worked for the Ducks and the Angels while I was in school. And, uh, yeah, and then, you know, then the real world happened, and I thought I was ready for it, but then I wasn't. I just couldn't get a job to save my life. And uh, finally found this, uh, like, an unpaid broadcast internship with the Rockford Ice Hogs in the American League. And wow. um, I got to work on and learned under Mike Peck. I was one of the, the, the great humans in, in the hockey business. And, uh, yeah, I was just doing their, you know, pregame, intermission, postgame shows, you know, did their digital content. I got had to uh, pinch hit a couple times for, for Pecker on, on the calls, which were brutal. I'm so glad those tapes don't exist. <laughs> um, for like, fellas, when I, when I say that, I'm not, like, playing the humility card here. I swear, they were, they were tragic. Um, That's great. So, but, you know... <laughs> Um, and yeah, and, you know, during that time, I, again, I was trying to find like a, you know, full-time, you know, paying gig, like a real adult job and this wasn't happening. And, uh, it was a one season internship. So I, I was on my way back to the West coast and, uh, stopped off in Grand Junction, Colorado, where my then girlfriend, now wife was working as a news anchor and, um, happened to find a job posting for a sports anchor reporter job in Eugene, Oregon, um, I'm, I'm, long story short, before we lose any more listeners, I you know worked in Eugene for two and a half years uh, in local television, covering the Oregon State Beavers and the Oregon Ducks and, and Oregon sports. Loved my time in the Pacific Northwest, that's for sure. Uh, and then ended up uh, getting an audition at, at Bleacher Report in New York City. Was fortunate enough to end up working with the Austin team there for about four years, and then 
yeah, this is now my second season with the MLB and NHL Network. So it's been a been a, a crazy ride. It's you know flown by, um, and yeah, it's kind of just you know, hitting me whenever I you know relive it like that. That uh, you know been able to bounce all over, work with a bunch of great people, and uh, yeah, it's, it's been a dream come true. Ended up here and now getting to call a tournament like the World Juniors. And, and DB, I'm not sure if, uh, if I've told you the story about how he ended up on my radar. I was watching uh, right. some of the World Junior stuff last year um, afterward because I was up in Vancouver. And then I was like, this guy just does an amazing job. Who is right. this guy? What's going on? I've never, I've never heard this voice before. And I tweeted about it. I'm like, hey, you guys need to check this guy out. He's right, awesome. Right, right. And then he ends up following me on Twitter. And we ended up talking. And, and awesome. uh, I, I think he's amazing. Um, I, uh, so, now, when you grew up in Southern California, it's time to come yeah. clean. Kings fan or Ducks fan? So neither fellas. My, so my father's from uh, Chicagoland, and so I, I just followed my dad for sports fandom, you know, for, across the board. And so he grew up a, you know, a lifelong diehard Hawk fan, and um, you know, there was some some lean years growing up. By the time I was like a cognitive human, the Hawks were terrible, uh, <laughs> you know. Like, but, but then my first memory is hating the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, '92 Cup final, and <laughs> but yeah, so so I was a, a Hawk fan, and. You know, we had season tickets to the Forum for the Lakers because that, that was his basketball team. He hated the Bulls. And um, so we, we would go whenever the Hawks, you know, were in town, whether it was a Kings game or a Ducks game, we would try to. And I actually, I, I love going to Staples. I, I thought, like, the just the and – and it's it's changed now, you know, as the you know Ducks have been around longer and um, had some good teams and, and, and some cup success. Um but I used to say, like, you could have a conversation, like a hockey conversation with Kings fans as opposed to, like, you know, back Anaheim back in the day. It was just it was just a different vibe. So, and we loved it. Like, and it was good. They would give us grief, you know, wearing our, our Hawks sweaters and and um, fan gear. And, uh, yeah, some – I always felt like the Kings would, would kick the Hawks' ass, though, whenever we would, we would go. So that wasn't always fun. But, yeah, we would try to, try, try to get to as many games as possible. Uh, Did you have a favorite – Favorite player or anybody growing up? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I used to, to. Twenty-seven was the first number for for Jr. And you know, ninety-seven after that ridiculous oh, trade. Oh. <laughs> I did not. Right yeah. one, I did not know this, by the way. I've long argued that J- Jeremy Roenick should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. It is criminal, I, absolutely criminal, I, that he is not in the Hall of Fame. I know Hawks have a couple. Of, like I know Steve Larmer has a has a, has a fan base. You know, for for that conversation as well. It, but Jr. Is, it's mystifying. I, I don't. I don't get it. You um, score over but, 500 goals in the NHL, you should go into the Hall of Fame. And he was legitimately one of the elite power forwards yeah, of his generation. Right. I mean, his generation of players, come on, what he did in Philadelphia on top of what he did in Chicago. But I'm sorry, go ahead, Steve. No, no, I, I'm, amen. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. So, so he, he was a favorite. Shelly was a favorite. Cause I, you know, I went back and forth between Ford and D. When I, I, I grew up playing inline. You know, I didn't play much ice in Southern California. Um, so, yeah, you know, 27, 97, 7. Uh, to show, like when people say, you know, they they argue that I'm a die or a bandwagon hawk fan. Rather, I tell them, listen, I wore the number 22 once for Alt Dallin, who played like <laughs> he he played like 30 games in a hawk sweater. So you cannot call me a bandwagoner when I got that on <laughs> on the resume. But no, um, yeah, I think those those were definitely my favorites. You know, my dad grew up as a as a goalie, so he was a big Tony O guy. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, you name you name those hawk legends, we we love them for sure. So um, let's let's go back to World Juniors last year. So you find out that you're going to yeah. do the tournament. What kind of prep work went into preparing for the tournament? I mean, <laughs> you have to be a diehard hockey fan to really know a lot of the names and and to go deep. And obviously, uh, you know, you had an excellent partner, but just for your own knowledge, oh, yeah. what kind of prep work goes in? 
Yeah, he, he, I mean, the first and foremost, Dave Starr, man, I could could not be yeah. luckier. Um, his he's like a, he's like a, a a mayor of of the game. Everybody knows who well, he he's is. He's not a he mayor. Let's, everybody. Let's, let's not get too. <laughs> oh, that, that, sorry, he's that, not a mayor. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you're, you're right. He's not the mayor. Deputy uh, mayor. Like you. Yeah, that's right. You or Sean Casey, a MLB Network cohort. But no, he like everybody knows him. He knows everybody. Just his 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 breadth of knowledge. Yes. Um, I I, I lean on him a ton. Um, yeah, but they, they told me that, Hey, you know, we're, we're thinking of having you, you know, call the world juniors since, you know, you, you used to broadcast hockey and I'm like, are you sure? Because yeah, I did. Because <laughs> like, sure. this, this is a, this is a big tournament. And like, right. I called games in Rockford six years ago. And as I alluded to, to you guys earlier, they were not good. Um, so yeah, this uh, is no but, small you know, tournament. This is the world no, junior championships like, and, and the like, U S was a loaded team too. <laughs> 100%. And if you, if you, if you love the game of hockey, like you put the, the Stanley cup playoffs aside, which is a tournament unlike any other winning the, the Stanley cup. It's, it's the most difficult thing to do in sports. Like this is the premier tournament in hockey is the world junior championships. Every single year, you know, what's coming the day after Christmas, seven games in 10 days and the up and coming talent in, you know, in the game. And so it was, I was nervous as hell to be honest with you when I, when I found out and, you know, I, I, yeah, you're right. There are a ton of names that are difficult to pronounce. So that was the thing that I felt like I spent the most most time focusing on last year. Like I said, the United States was in the same group as you know Slovakia and Sweden. So you know, I, I have a, a buddy who grew up with in Southern California, Rhett Rakshani, You know, played at Denver, was drafted by the Islanders. He now plays overseas uh, for for Lunda. And I was like, and he, he lives there. So I was like, Rhett. This is the roster for Team Sweden. Record audio pronouncing every single name so then I can memorize it. I have a friend whose family is from Slovakia, so I did the same thing for him. So you got and a gig, and then you gave homework assignments to your friends. One one thousand percent. And I was like, you know, I'll, I'll plug your name on the and like, not that they cared. They're like, they're happy to help. But so I I, I studied all the pronunciations and uh, the the intricacies of every language. So like, you know, for example, Philip Broberg on Sweden. Well, in Sweden, it's Brobetti. So, like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to say Brobetti instead of Broberg. And long story short, nobody cares because nobody in the States knows. So, like, you can <laughs> right. say the name wrong as long as you do it consistently, then it doesn't matter. So, I think I'm going to spend less time trying to memorize pronunciations this, this year as opposed to kind of just focusing on um, their overall games and, and being able to recognize them off a monitor since we'll be calling them from uh, calling the games from Jersey. One name that you wouldn't have had any problem with last year would have been the captain for Team USA, uh, Mikey Anderson. Very easy to pronounce. Yeah. And uh, just yeah. can, can you can you share with anybody who didn't watch the tournament last year because they're tired of hearing me talk about it, just how smooth he is and, and just what a great defenseman uh, he is. Backbone player. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I was so impressed with the character that USA team USA had last year on, on the roster. I mean, just really likable dudes like Jack Hughes. I think I said on one of the broadcasts, he looks like a Disney channel star and he has that, he has, and he has that charm when you talk to him. He, I mean, he gets it. Ryan Paling, uh, you know, Montreal Canadiens prospect who had a hell of a debut in, in Bob Cole's last game. But, uh, he, he's a, a guy that you could, you, he just, he was born with a letter on his chest. You know what I mean? And, and then same with Mikey. Um, I, they, they're just you know, great people with great families and, but watching the, their games. Yeah. I, like I said, backbone player, that's the easiest and simplest way I could use to, uh, thing I could use to describe Mikey Anderson. He was fun to watch. 
Uh, he was huge. He was dependable mm-hmm. uh, for Team USA. And, yeah, I mean, Kings fans, you know, they're, they're going to get a great taste, you know, coming up this year as well. Uh, right off the bat in the first game with, you know, a pair of Kings prospects on Team USA and another pair of on Team Canada. So there, I think there's a lot to look forward to, especially in L.A. I can't even believe that that's game one out of the gates. You know, that's normally the, <laughs> the, the, the New Year's Eve game. But right out of the gates, we get USA-Canada, and then we also get Finland-Sweden, uh, which yeah. is the European version of USA-Canada. It just It's an unbelievable deal. Um, on Team USA, now I know you were at uh, the USA camp last week getting ready for it. Um, you got mm-hmm. a little glimpse there of Turcotte and Kaliev. Uh, what what can you tell people about oh. anything that you see? <laughs> exactly? That says it all right there. That's the quote. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, high end skill. Uh, I, they, I mean, Artie, he's uh, one one of the more endearing figures on the team as well. Like all the guys in camp, were, were you know, we were trying to get to know them a little bit more. The different personalities, different uh, superlatives, and so you know, biggest chirper comes up, or who has the best chirps, and they were struggling to find out who the best. But they're like, you know. Arthur Kaliev loves to talk. He, he likes chirping, but nobody understands what he's saying. No. So it's the funniest. <laughs> um, uh, but, but beyond that, he like, he's just, uh, John, I asked John Van Beesbrook about both these guys and, you know, two high end skill players. That's what he said. And Kaliev, he, he knows who he is. Mm-hmm. He knows what he is in this game. And that makes him successful. I mean, he, you know, that, that right circle, that's, that's his off. That's his home. When he sets up there, like good luck stopping it because, I mean, the, the the puck just shoots off his stick. Um, unique tape job, I think, as everybody has come to know about. Kaliev now doesn't like a lot of tape on there, or hardly any. Um, and he, you know, I think already recognizes it, and he's trying to get better in the other two zones, mm-hmm. um, defensively and in the neutral zone. But you know, right now he's he's going to be one of those guys that Team USA leans on to put the puck in the back of the net. And and, and Alex Turcotte, one looks exactly like his dad. Like my my lord, like just dead ringer for for his father and um, Scott Sandlin, who played with that with Alfie, said you know he's got the he's basically the same hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to he, he said I used to bug Alfie like, hey, can I can I just have some of your hands? I'd make more money <laughs> if I had some of yours. And and so he and he recognizes that same ability uh, in Alex. Uh, you know the big thing with, with Turcotte is just over the past years we just haven't seen him at a hundred percent consistently yeah. and. Uh, I think that's been super frustrating for him, but it, and it's been a frustrating year for the Badgers given like all the talent that that team has. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there are four players on the Badgers invited to the preliminary camp. And I, I mean, at least three uh, are definitely making it. Now, Ty Emerson, I, I would pencil in there as well, but you know, who knows? Over these last, Holloway uh, was just too young. And, and next year um, I'm sure that he'll make the team. And especially after being a high draft pick in the first round. Yeah, no, no doubt. So with all, all the talent on the Badgers, like, how are they struggling so bad? But I think it, it's been good for all of them. And Turcotte talked about that, how the mental side of things is something he needed to, needed to improve on, just not being so hard on himself, finding positives when he's not getting on the score sheet, trying to impact the game in other ways and, and going through these ups and downs and the adversity. Like that's uh, as, you know, as much as you can simulate, you know, pro-life when the game is so hard and so much parity, it's so hard to get two points every game like you know these guys who by and large have just experienced nothing but success in their junior careers like that's just not always going to be the case so mm-hmm. I think that's been good for good for him and, and he was uh, certainly open uh, in, in talking about that 
I'll give you a couple of tips on Kaliev and things to look for. Coaches and scouts always tell me, uh, or have told me, I should say, with Kaliev, that his his passing game is very underrated. People, of course, they look at uh, you know the fifty plus goals and the pace that he's on this year again as well. But uh, that he his his ability to pass the puck and find his his teammates is, is uncanny. So keep an eye on that. Yeah. And uh, you'll have to use the term arty party. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, yeah. but that's the big hashtag. Oh yeah, <laughs> the arty party. Because oh, he told me he's going to get the arty party going for Team USA. I'm ready to celebrate. I'm ready to go. You know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll bring, I'll bring the ox forward, play some good, some good, good hits when he, when he gets going, but no, he's, he's, he's a ton of fun, man. Like, again, like a good story, you know, parents from Uzbekistan and, you know, Staten Island pride. There haven't been a, hardly a handful of players to, to make the NHL from Staten Island. And, you know, he figures to be the next down the line. Uh, but he, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him and, and especially Turcotte. I remember, you know, last spring doing an NHL tonight with Alex Tange and, you know, asking him about, you know, Caulfield and Turcotte. And he said Turcotte reminds him of Jonathan Taze and Braden Point. And I remember just kind of sitting up in my chair like, uh, yeah, that'll play. Mm-hmm. So now to be able to be able to, to be able to watch that, uh, you know, consistently here, you know, over, over the 10 days at the World Juniors uh, is, is going to be a treat. Well, if you want some more nuggets on Kaliev, he he's a diehard Mets fan, but we're slowly converting him into being a Dodger fan. He's been, <laughs> he spent some extended time in um, in Los Angeles over the summer, and uh, I made sure to tell him it, it's kind of a thing on Mayor's Manor. I won't go into the whole details, but like uh, Dowdy comes into town and he always wants to wear his Blue Jays hat. So uh, I'm a believer that if you're part of the Kings and you need to wear a Dodger hat, you know you need to rep LA. So Kaliev was quick to buy a Dodger hat. He has one. He's replaced the Good. Mets hat. He's converted. Turcotte, uh, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to do that yet, but uh, also with Kaliev, we have a lot of people on Twitter that come up with these crazy uh, trade proposals and whatnot. So one of my uh, famous <laughs> hashtags is, this is not Xbox, because you have all these like Xbox GMs that are out there. But with, with, yeah. with Kaliev... With those crazy goals that he scores, like like the lacrosse goal and with the points that he puts yeah. up, I've changed the hashtag. It now, whenever he scores a goal, the hashtag is, this is Xbox. Because the thing <laughs> is, this guy is a human video game. He, he's not real. Yeah. It's just he's not real. No, he, he, he's not. I mean, you just watched, I just watched some of his highlights uh, a couple weeks ago when I was getting ready to go to the camp. And it was just like, I mean, it, it was just silly. You're right. He, he is making the OHL, you know, look that easy like he is playing xbox you know only 10 guys in the history of that league that scored 50, scored 50 plus in a season before turning 18 and you know he's one of them and you look at some of the other ones who are in, in the national now like it's a who's who you know john tavares you know alex the brinkett and you know, jeff skinner so um you know he's, he's got himself in good company i uh, you know it's, it's speaking of what you're talking about that the southern california baptism let's call it they are both in on in and out I had to make sure as a SoCal guy myself <laughs> that, you know, if they, hey, or what are your thoughts on in and out um, Turcotte said, like, I don't eat that kind of food often. He tries to take more, uh, better care of his body, but he's definitely in. He's excited to be out there and, and be around that uh, and be around Trevor Zegers, of course. I think that's going to be cool to, to, to see, you know, those two besties kind of yeah. develop um, there in Southern California with Zegers at the Ducks. Zegers, yeah, he's going to be a favorite in, in Anaheim, sure. wherever he Absolutely. goes. He's got that personality that people are going to fall in love with. So I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, so I apologize about that. But, yeah, there's, looking at this year's squad, there's, uh, I think, a lot of people that – a lot of players, rather, that fans are going to dra- gravitate toward as, as the games go on. 
Turcotte is off the Chipotle too, just so you know. I talked to him by phone yes. a couple days ago and he told me he's he's he backed did off. Say that. Yeah, he's off the yeah. he's off the Chipotle. <laughs> so and maybe he's maybe he's saving himself for in and out then. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Hey, you, you you get through this world juniors, you win a you win a fifth consecutive medal for USA hockey, then then go ham, Alex Turcotte. You eat all the Chipotle and in and out that you want. <laughs> and Kaliev, he he'll just eat anything. He doesn't seem to really care. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can, I can I see him wolfing a double double animal style. Maybe two. Like without even thinking I, about it, <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but yeah, like watching these guys, like they would come in and do headshots, you know, and like a lot of these, they're like, you know, they're peak chiseled athletes, and Artie just looks like, like whatever, man, I'm gonna live, I'm gonna yeah. score goals, and I'm gonna live my life. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. In another era, Kaliev would have been would have been smoking a heater and having a beer in the corner, like you know, in the locker room, like for sure, one hundred percent, for sure, absolutely, 100%. there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Steven, it's been fantastic. Again, uh, for those listening, you can hear his call. He does a phenomenal call, despite everything he told us on the show today. Uh, it's going to be great. All the games, you can watch them on the NHL Network. You can see Team USA. And uh, just, I, I'm Must so excited. Watch, I can't wait. Uh, forget about the 25th. I'm looking forward to the 26th. Let's drop the puck already and let's get going. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, Mayor, CB, it, it was uh, an honor to be with you. I really appreciate all, all the kind words you said about the broadcast. And yeah, well, I'm looking forward to the next time we can do this. All right, we'll talk after you get back uh well after the tournament's over and so uh thanks again for joining us and uh, have a great week happy holidays happy new year thank you to the third period of Kings of the Podcast with DB and the Mayor. Episode 16.4. The laughter laughter is because they are now lowering the scoreboard at Staples Center. And if you remember one of our earlier episodes, uh, when the the scoreboard gets to the ice, the sirens go off. So let's get through this third period here, DB. Quickly, any (laughs) thoughts on uh, Steven Nelson? Great job. very entertaining, engaging guy. Love him. He tells a TV guy. Yeah. But, uh, looking forward to it. And it's going to be difficult, John, to, to sit in the studio and call those games from a monitor. That's, that's much more difficult, I think, than being at the actual game when you get all the, you know, the, the, the senses around you yeah. and the crowd um, noise and stuff like that. So, But, yeah, Steve was great. Um, MLB and, and NHL Network, uh, look forward to his broadcast. Yeah, he's definitely an up-and-comer on the broadcast sure. side, and, and I look forward to seeing him involved with more projects. Um, now, DB, last yeah. year... This is before we ever did Kings of the Podcast, uh, before we kicked it off last year on Mayor's Manor Live, which was uh, a podcast on Mayor's yes. Manor. You and I did a podcast together, and we did Christmas gifts for mm-hmm. every LA yes. Kings player. Now, for those of you that missed it, I highly encourage you to go back and check that podcast out, that Christmas funny. List. The way that we did it was Dennis and I blindly, we, we did not know what the other one was going to give. We blindly came up with a list of gifts for each player, and we yeah. alternated. Yeah. So I would name a player, and then he would give a gift, and then vice versa. And it was absolutely fantastic some of the gifts were incredible um uh so go back and listen to that we're going to do it a little bit differently this year db we're going to do hockey festivus yes okay we're going to air our grievances we should each have a couple of them i'm going to go first here my first grievance is i do not like the nhl schedule this year with the ducks and kings playing on the same night and i don't like the fact that they're both playing at home at the same time um it's it it normally historically the Kings are home Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, right. and the Ducks are home Wednesday, Sunday. Friday, Sunday. Right. It's been that way for decades, and now they have them playing on the same nights all the time. I don't like it. It's bad for the market. 
And uh, it's just, it, I'm pissed off about it. So that's my first grievance. Okay, my first grievance is all you fans that aren't up to date with Kings of the Podcast, <laughs> that haven't listened to them all, and that we're referring to stuff, and you don't know what it is. So just take the time out over the holidays. You're probably It's probably a light workload like it is for me at this point, where it's not really heavy due to work in your real life. Just take the time out to catch up and get with, all the, get with the program. All right. Is that, is that a fair grievance? It, it is. It is. I know you have to answer questions, and every time I see you answer a question, you refer back to the episode. <laughs> There's so a reason why I do that. Exactly. <laughs> just listen to the episode. We've already talked about it. We talked about it. Yeah. And you don't want to fit, and, you know, we're not, we're not your personal valets out there. Well, no, I, I view it this way, and I mean, this, I mean this with tremendous respect, okay? Kind of. Well, <laughs> if you can't invest the time... In the content that we've produced, then I can't invest the time to answer reasonable. your question. Absolutely is that reasonable? Reason, that totally reasonable. Okay. All right. And someone will call you an arrogant prick because of that, but, you know, it's totally okay. reasonable. Well, call me whatever you want. Exactly. Just listen to the damn episode exactly. and I'll be fine. Okay. Um, here's my second grievance, DB. Okay. I think it's time for somebody that's doing an NHL broadcast, whether it's NBC or CBC or whatever, hire a rules expert. This has been... A, a, a godsend on NFL broadcasts, yeah. right? To have these former referees, these Mike guys Pereira, come in and they, and they break Blandino, it down. Yeah. So how about this? Get Kerry Frazier in there for the yeah. Winter Classic. They have all these challenges and all these rules and all this stuff that's going on around the game of hockey and go to these guys and have them talk about it. I mean, it's great when the play-by-play guys or, or excuse me, the color analysts try yeah. to get involved, but man, bring in some of these former refs. It would, it, it's tough, though, but, but like it would have to be done in Canada because... NBC only does national games once a, once a week, right? So, okay. So it's not, well, but they only do one game. It's not like the NFL has Mike Pereira in the studio in Los Angeles, and there's and all the games are played at the same time. that He can go in and do that. There's not once. Why are you making excuses for these people? I'm not making excuses. There are all these former referees. We have, we have this guy, he's like nine foot tall, walking around here tonight. Higher. Okay, yeah. he's here. We have, uh, we have my buddy that retired. We talked about him. He can come. It's I mean, easier to execute when all the games are played on <sighs> one day and you have one guy in a central location and you go to different screens and stuff like that. I'm adding to my grievances now. You are not uh, agreeing with me. So now, not, that's a grievance. now that's a grievance. That's a longstanding grievance. <laughs> you know what I like? I don't like the fans who, who chirp when I list the scouts. <laughs> Oh, how about look, the McDavid's going to be traded to the Kings. I'm like, because the Edmonton co- scouts here. How about, how about the BR people that chirp you? Exactly. <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah, I like that. Oh, it's fake news. Well, why was, is it listed if it's fake news? Was why that do you even list the people? Was up that there? an official grievance or that was on the fly? That was uh, that was last season's official grievance. It was fake news. The list because oh, we list the people, but they're not here. Then why do you list them and they're not here? But they are here, and people do get traded, and scouts do. do scouts are here to see the. Pe- I don't think the people know what you're talking about, but it really was a who's on first routine. Yeah, so. it's like it's fake news. Well, it's not fake news, but you put the people up on the list. For fans that don't know, they list all the, and, and I have a little bit of respect for the the the, the personnel. Because some people just randomly take a picture of the list and put the names out there. I'm not like that. I just list the teams that are looking. Fans are interested. It's this time of year. This team is going to make trades. Right? right? right. So it, who's it, here it, watching the team scouting? Exactly. Right. So like, oh, they're just scouting here. Oh, they're just here on a vacation, whatever. 
It's, it's no, information. There, there is a difference. There there are a set number of scouts who are regular scouts at certain games. John example, Van Boxmere, Dave yeah, Taylor. I was just going to say, Dave Taylor is here all the time. There's yeah. nothing to get excited or worried about when you see Dave Taylor scouting the LA Kings. Yeah, it's, right. it's normal. And they're the Blues. They don't it's need routine. anyway. Right. But, but other things went like... Uh, Two reps from Montreal are here, or I mentioned to actually. How about one a GM who's never? Yeah, his yeah. team's not playing, yeah. and he's here. Yeah, Pierre Dorian showed up early in the year. I think on on um, on Monday night the Kings had an AHL scout at the Boston game, which was unusual. So it's just it's just activity, it's just information. So for fans that like chirp about that, it's just like I'm not saying that trades being eminent. I'm just saying here are the players that are here are the teams that are looking at it, especially. Now, right before the trade freeze, uh, the the roster freeze. So that that's my treat. Like, if you don't like the information, then don't. There's don't a very simple me. solution. Yeah, just unfollow you. That's it. Yeah, they. I mean, it. they followed you, Dennis. Yeah, you didn't follow them. No, no, I would they never followed follow. you. I have a, I have a, you know, I have a, a Twitter. <laughs> that's one of my Twitter rules. I only found a, I only follow a hundred people, and that's it. Once I get the one on one, somebody's got to come off the list. I'll never forget the look on a, a, a guy's face, Dennis. It's probably been more than five years ago. Probably was twenty twelve. But yeah, when you had to explain that to somebody yeah. who was asking, like, "Hey, man, like I thought we were friends. Why don't you follow me?" And you had to explain your rule. Hundred. The rule of a hundred. <laughs> the look on the guy's face was yeah. absolutely. I'll put priceless. you on. A, I got lists of other people, like where you can list people on Twitter. Have you seen my list? I've got NHL writers and players and stuff okay. like that. But the golden 100, it's got to stay at 100. Okay. Not 99, not 101. Do you still follow me? Oh, of course. You do? Okay. Of I course. just, I had to. You're never coming off the Okay. List. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're not that. even muted, John. <laughs> <laughs> I still need to Some get on board. Are... I still need to get on board with the mute. I think you're onto something where you just mute them and then they're talking in the air. You keep talking and talking. I don't know, though. I like blocking people. I, I get when it. You, when you annoy me, you I like just. like finality. I, I do. I like, I need the closure. Need the closure. <laughs> I don't like stringing them along. Right. I like them to know right. that I'm done with them. So basically, my list of grievances is anybody on Twitter <laughs> okay. that doesn't like us. Well, now I'm going <laughs> to... Especially that I'm one gonna... guy that gave us a bad review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> we're coming after you, pal. Oh, we're going to find you. We're going to yeah, find we you. We know who you are. Um, I do have another grievance, DB. Go, go, this go. this is at the American Hockey League level. They go. need to make their data public, okay? So I like get what? Act- what do you mean by that? Well, they, they just don't make a lot of the data, like like playing time, uh, face-offs. Like, really? Uh, no, no. They're very limited in the amount of data. They, what do they have? Goals, assists, points? Points, yeah, minus, stuff like that. Huh? Minus? Like, <laughs> yeah, minus? I think that's about it, yeah. Time so on ice? I'll get, no, I'll get access through back channels yeah, yeah, uh, to you will. time on ice and <laughs> other things like that and and then people start blowing me up you know hey where'd you get that and i just i, I don't it doesn't need to be secret to me like everybody should have access to that totally. information and i don't even get access to it for every game and i would like that i'd like to know what's going That's on with really jared weird. anderson dolan is he what's his time on ice situation you know is it is it is it I mean, increasing you games it, you have to, the box after I, I know you're not you're, you're, i can tell by the look on your face like you don't believe me this is a true I story i know the name of the website it's the ahl.com <laughs> whoa i'm impressed i go on there sometimes like well you're not going to find a lot of data <laughs> really no wow that's stunning no. actually it is stunning in the year 2019, That's as a we good grievance. as let's we get go. to 2020, let's go AHL. It's 2020. It's so here's what I'm hoping. 1920. So I'm hoping uh, David Andrews, who yes. uh, great man, has done wonderful things Absolutely for the AHL. So this is league. not a grievance with David Andrews, but no. he's retiring uh, at the end of the season. There's going to be a new commissioner slash president of the American Hockey League. I've dropped uh, one to be named. Uh, yes, and I've dropped one name. Yes, you have who I think is a strong candidate. 
mm-hmm. uh, which is Darren Abbott. He yes. has experience uh, with AEG and with Ontario mm-hmm. and Manchester and, and the ECHL as well. And uh, I, I think there's interest there. Nobody seems to want to confirm that, which usually means that there is interest <laughs> uh, because they're not even denying it. But anyway, whether he gets the job or not, I'm hoping that when the new AHL president or commissioner uh, you know, comes into play, mm-hmm. uh, that they'll take a long look at this and, and they'll realize that they it's time. They have to line with a technology company do. that wants to do that and champion that and then they could do that like SAP did with the NHL. So we'll be looking for that. Do you have any other grievances, DB? No, I'm I'm good at two, John. Just, oh, yeah. You know, just <laughs> you fans on Twitter. Okay, uh, fans in quotes, air quotes. Like John used air quotes in the last couple. Of air quotes are very effective on yes. a podcast, Dennis. Yes. We they- love you all, though. Just keep listening, DB. Yes, five straight episodes. Amazing, John. Five guests. Tons of content. You didn't pass out on me. No. You Red Bulled your way through it. I did. I want to say thank you to all the fans as much as we chirp, and we, yeah. we love you guys. We love interacting with you. Thank you so much for making Kings of the Podcast a success here in the first half of the season. And we thank the fans that actually come up to us at games and thank us. Like we that. had a wonderful yeah. fan that came up tonight and wanted yeah. to talk about the episodes. And, yeah, yeah. we love you guys. We love uh, the feedback, and we're very accessible. You know where to find us at home games. We're all here, always around the uh, the media elevators, I guess, at what? One, Behind 112. One Twelve. So come by, say come hi. Come by, say hi. Don't be throw afraid. oranges at Dennis. Exactly. <laughs> whatever. Bagels or whatever. Exactly. You can follow him at it's Dennis. It's right by the Wetzel's Pretzel Truck. So if you want to really thank us, you could buy me a cinnamon Wetzel Pretzel. Oh, you like the cinnamon? Yeah, like that's the my cinnamon. favorite. Yeah, I didn't think. Good too, but I didn't cinnamon. think you would like the cinnamon. Yeah, it depends. Savory, sweet, sometimes. But uh, yeah, Wetzel Pretzel. You yeah. Know, if you want to really thank us, me and John, it won't cost you a lot. Maybe what twenty five dollars for two 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 pretzels. Where do you stand on Dippin' Dots? By the way, no. No, I don't do that. No. I don't understand that. I don't know. It's not ice cream. Either. No, it's not ice cream. It's not a dessert. I'm no, not sir. down with the Dippin' Dots. You oh. like frozen yogurt? Yeah, you frozen yogurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like just vanilla with chocolate. I'm real, real basic. I do the I swirl. Are we gonna, we're not going to bring up um, Red Vines and Twizzlers, are we? Oh, we've already covered no, that. Then. Okay. Yeah. All do right. you ever get the, the, the chocolate vanilla swirl in, in the baseball cup when you're there at the Dodger Stadium? Yeah, well, they're soft serve in the uh, in the press room. I get chocolate. Yeah, well, I get the Oreos on top. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, the soft serve here. Soft serve here. Is you know the solid. trick of the soft serve in the press box, though. You you have to get the bigger cup, which is over by the soda machine, so you can get more oh. of the soft serve. Yeah, except you put the hot fudge on there. Yeah, except for one thing, John. Oh, here I, we go. I go waffle cone. Here? Yeah, there's waffle cone. Where? Right next to in the, the machine. press room. Yeah. Waffle cones. There's waffle cones. I've never seen them. Yeah, to the left of the machine, you'll see. There's a there's a plastic case. It's in it's enclosed in plastic. The waffle cones. You 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 always find a new way to blow my mind, Dennis. Yeah. I honestly did waffle not know cones. that. Yeah. I get the cup. I get the spoon. The hot no, fudge. No, you did the hot fudge on there. Oh, on, uh, on I'm not a big hot fudge guy. I, no? I'll do the Oreos, and the Oreo machine was broken for the entire year, and so there were issues with that. So I was usually go with M and M's. I just thought that they stopped doing. So it's been broken. I just thought that they didn't have them. No, the thing. The, 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 the wheel thing? that comes out, you know, that, that disper- yeah. the, the dispenser was broken. All the pieces were too big, and it was okay. just a, a total crap show. And so they finally fixed it, so now you could do that. But uh, M&M's, but yeah, there are waffle cones on the left side. Okay, where do you send on sugar cones. Uh, yams? No. Horrible. Terrible. Yeah, it's like flan. Sweet you like flan? Fries? No. no. Sweet potato fries? Don't ever offer me sweet potato no. I want to punch people when they offer I me sweet potato. One. I can't eat one. I can't eat one. I've had one in my life, and I'm done. Yeah. No more sweet potatoes. <laughs> no. No. Flan? No. No. Go. It's like phlegm. Yes. It's correct. terrible. It's the same thing. No. Ice, <laughs> ice cream, I could eat all day ice long. Ice cream, yeah. Yeah. Chocolate chip, ice cream, chocolate chip, mint, pistachio, let's go. No, Java chip. Oh, Java chip. Okay. Yeah. You have to go haagen old school, get the Java chip. Okay. I'll all right. Go, I'll have to go with that. That's the dessert show, the yes. holiday <laughs> green bean the casserole. Food channel. <laughs> 
we're gonna we're gonna transition to the food channel the next episode <laughs> food of the podcast exactly <laughs> dennis honestly five straight episodes John, it's been a marathon i've said this before you did some incredible heavy lifting to put this all together and fans john secured all these hosts oh, oh, look thank i'm just you, here i appreciate that you know, i'm just the co-pilot john secured all five guests he's done a great job and um, because we love doing this, and as you can tell from the passion that we have for this uh, for this project, it's been great with you, John. But yeah, just kudos to you all week for just pulling these. And these are not these are high level guests, John. These aren't just like you know guys that are just walking down the street. I mean, you really pulled in some really really great. And, and the guys who were lesser known gave us great content on mm-hmm. top of it. I mean, the Vopat thing, as we we've <laughs> joked about a couple of times. I mean, you talk about brutal honesty. So just a great job by you pulling in the fans. Well, thank and you. fans, like expect more during the season because John's John's phone's pretty deep when it comes <laughs> when it comes to contact. So we're trying, DB. Absolutely. We're trying. So great job, John. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. And uh, happy holidays everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy uh, happy Hanukkah and we'll be talking to you guys again soon. at Macy's, get great deals on fashion and home essentials. Update your wardrobe with 20% off new spring shoes and sneakers and 20 to 50% off fresh looks for him and her. Plus, transform your space with Lux Hotel Collection bedding, now 40% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions apply.